Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. As always, just want to go over a couple of things before we jump into today's episode and conversation. Uh, First things first, I just want to highlight, uh, there are several bundles that are currently available in Marvel Snap. Um, We've talked about some of them on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure you've seen people talking about them on social media. Um, and there's always this question of, you know, is it worth it? How does the math breakdown work? Uh, is this a better rate? Should I be spending the gold on these for the ones that are purchasable with gold versus the one that are purchasable, purchasable with money, etc.? I just wanted to give a shout out on MarvelSnapZone.com. There are several articles that just released uh, over the last day or two that kind of break down each upcoming bundle and current bundle and kind of give you a breakdown of what you're getting what the exchange rate is for money to or for gold for the currencies that you're receiving back whether that's credits collectors tokens variants etc so if you do have questions about that or you're curious or you kind of want to know what's upcoming make sure to go check out those articles on marvelsnapazone.com as well as in this episode we talk about clintar as the featured location at the time of this podcast releasing that's got about maybe 12 hours left as the featured location and the new card that released this week which is Noel. And there are articles on Marvel Snap Zone about both of those as well. Best cards to play at Clintar, as well as decks and ideas to try with Noel. Uh, so make sure to go check both of those out if you want to you know, follow up after listening to this podcast and you want to know more or, or um, read more about those types of things. Make sure to check them out on MarvelSnapZone.com. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Today we are going to start something a little new. We are now entering our first week of having a new card and a new location release every week. We've been kind of hit or miss when we've covered new cards and new locations in the past. Uh, kind of Sometimes we, we talk about them the week when they come out, sometimes we talk about them a couple weeks later. Uh, But going forward, we're going to start off every episode with a conversation about the new location and the new card. And I am joined by a returning guest and first ever guest on this podcast, Carbon. Carbon, I am very grateful to have you back on. Yo, what's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's been a while, but I'm, you know, I'm super, super happy to be back. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we're 40 episodes deep. It's been how many months is since the beta started? Probably seven months. Uh, a lot has happened uh, in those seven months, and it's it's been kind of crazy to see where uh, the game has gone since that first conversation we had talking about one-cost cards to uh, uh, obviously seeing several of those cards no longer being one-cost or no longer having the same stat line <laughs> to, uh, to where we are today. So uh, we specifically have Carbon on today to talk about an interesting topic, which I'm excited about, but before we do that, we will launch into our conversation about the new card and the new location. And Carbon, let's talk. Let's talk location first. Uh, so Clintar is the new location this week. Uh, it reads: After turn four, merge your cards here into a symbiote or symbiote. I don't actually know the technical way to uh, pronounce that, but that is kind of like what Venom and Carnage are, right? A symbiote in the Marvel universe. Um, so we, you and me, kind of try to play some games before we start recording to just see this location in action. And essentially, it takes all four of your cards, if you have four cards there total, and it will merge them together 
uh, to make one card with no abilities, and that card will have the combined power of the up to four cards that were at the location. Um, so let's talk. What are, what are your initial thoughts about this location? Yeah, this 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 location is super interesting. Um, it, it's it, it's it, it's it's really cool when they make these these kind of like unique locations that aren't just straightforward like this one's a little bit like has a bit more depth to it right so um there's there's a couple uh very interesting synergies obviously right um there's uh we tested it real quick and they're and they're the resulting symbiote does not have an ability so there's a little bit of patriot synergy there um it also is a um great location to remove um negative abilities um from your cards so like if you have a card like uh like typhoid mary or uh, Electro or Ebony Maw, you can put it in this location. It'll, it'll just to keep the um, the power stat or the original on reveal ability in Electro's case, but uh, convert the power into something um, more useful and get, getting rid of that um, the downside of that card. So um, I, I get it does have anti synergy with a lot of cards that you want to keep their effects on the field, right? Like this is not a lane where you would want to drop. Um, Wong or or another another strong ongoing card. Yeah, it's always so interesting with these new locations, right? Because it kind of shifts the meta for forty eight hours. Um, people are kind of just playing uh, the rest of the days of the week. They're just kind of playing the decks they want to play. And when we have this new location, everybody's trying to figure out okay what works best. What is the synergy? What is the anti synergy? What is uh, the best deck to fight against? The best deck with the location, if you know what I mean, the best counter deck. Um, yeah. So, so you named a couple of things. I mean, we could see some Patriot play. Uh, obviously, having one card that you're getting the Patriot bonus on isn't a, a ton. I think there's more of the synergy what you just described, kind of getting rid of the negative effects. You throw down a Typhoid Mary. You throw down an Ebony Maw, right? On turn three, after you've been able to put two other cards there with high stat lines, right? You put down maybe uh, uh, Lizard and Ebony Maw. All of a sudden, you're going to have you know a 12 plus power creature there. Um, that being said, uh, I said this to you before recording. I think, I think kind of the counterplay here is going to be obviously Shang Shang Chi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, people who are trying to play into this location hard are going to try to stack a bunch of power there, and then they may throw an armor down. But guess what? That armor is going to get absorbed right into the symbiote, and it's not going to have its protection. And then on turn five, uh, you know your opponent's going to throw down a Shang Chi and just blow blow the creature away, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I there there definitely is with a lot of these locations um, that build like big amounts of power. There's there's uh, Shang Chi is a very common ca- counterplay option that's that's run in a lot of decks, and then and then kind of on the on the flip side, you have the. The, the like the benefit of having a ton of power there right like you can you can also there's a lot of there's more synergy with um with a potentially like a deadpool venom deck right where mm-hmm. you're, you're you eat this big card make a bigger venom um you can potentially copy that venom with taskmaster um you could even you could even uh play zola on this big card um but yeah it's a it, it's a super super interesting location and it's gonna be really interesting to see how people uh, build around it over the next couple of days yeah, I think one thing we both kind of questioned, well, I think you, you brought it up initially. One thing we don't know yet, and so listeners, you may know this by the time you're listening to this, but if you put four cards there, let's say you put cards there, turn one, two, three, four, you put one card down each, so you've maxed it out, it combines into a symbiote, and so your last card you played was at that location. If you play Taskmaster, Taskmaster on turn five, does it copy the full power 
of the symbiote or does it copy the power of the last card you played there before it turned into the symbiote right yeah yeah it's i i i'm leaning towards i don't think it's going to but it would be super interesting if it did so it i i feel like the that it's just going to copy the card from the grave quote unquote even though you know as it was played versus copying it but if it but if it does work that way and taskmaster does copy the big symbiote then there's a whole bunch of synergy to be explored there as well yeah yeah i mean then you're yeah there's there's a lot of crazy things that could go on there so i'm interested to see we'll have to play around with that you never uh you know i think i think second dinner does a good job of kind of giving us a straightforward idea of how cards or locations work but there's always that edge case of well, what what happens in this one weird scenario right mm-hmm. um, and, and sometimes they don't intend it to work a certain way right so it may work one way but they intend it to work another way so they may change that in the future right uh, so it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see here uh see what happens here um so let's talk let's talk card now uh these kind of go together because my understanding clintar is like a planet that kind of you know relates to the symbiotes uh, as a group and this week new card is null uh Noel is a symbiote i think he, i think in the marvel lore he's like the god of the symbiotes uh and he is a six power zero co- or sorry a six cost zero power card that has an ongoing ability where he gets the power of the combined power of all cards that have been destroyed in the match uh i'm going to turn it over to you what are your initial thoughts uh, um, as Noel just as viability fun to play strategies etc yeah absolutely yeah null is a super interesting card i i i think this this card has a ton of potential to be extremely strong in a few different decks um obviously the the, the kind of the first thing that comes to mind when you think of null is um galactus which is the new series five card that we got not that long ago and uh, galactus um, destroys two other locations with his on reviewability and destroys those cards as well. So all of those cards potentially feed into Null, letting you play a massive six power, uh, six cost Null on the last turn into the Galactus lane and easily win that um, location with that power. Um, there's there's a lot of synergy potentially too. I think if if I was to open Null, I think the first thing I would want to try him out in is like a Deadpool list. Um, I think there's because you're eating Deadpool over and over again. All of that power is building up into, um, you know, your final null place. So you get to build a massive Deadpool, a massive Venom, and then potentially a massive null on the last turn. It's just a lot of power potentially at even three different locations that makes it really challenging for your opponent to deal with. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a fun card. There, uh, there is definitely some counterplay with this card. Um, the card can be Shang Chi'd. Um, it's an ongoing ability, so you can also um, play Enchantress. Um, so we may see if, if Noel sees a spike in popularity, you might see a little, little bit more leaning towards interest in people's decks. But I, I think, it, I think, I think it's a super, super fun card. I think there's a lot of, a lot of interesting ways to build with it. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I, you know, I'm, I'm here theory crafting as you're talking, thinking, okay, what's the ideal Galactus play, right? You get, maybe you get Wolverine on the board, you get uh, Nova on the board, you play wave. <laughs> then you play Galactus, so then you get a boosted Galactus and Wolverine in one location. Then ideally you play Death, right? Death's cost mm-hmm. has got really low, and you throw in uh, Null, right, on turn six. Yeah. And, and you have a pretty solid location there, right? Um, yeah. So I think that's interesting. One thing, you talking about the uh, the Deadpool combination, I'm wondering, 
okay, like let's say you play a wave or you cheat out null early, whether that's with wave or with, um, uh, I was gonna say shocker, but I wanna say electro or with, uh, I'm trying to think of all the cards that give you extra energy. So Psylocke, and so if you were able to get him out early and then you Arnim Zola him on turn six, does that count? The fact that you destroyed him with all that power, does that then count towards the other two plus all the power that was destroyed before that? Yeah, yeah, this I, I I've been asked this a couple different times actually by a few people, like because the, the interaction is it's a little like a little dicey. Like like I have I'm not, I'm not sure how how that would work. Best yes, I am leaning towards I know that would not work. But I, I it just someone with null is going to have to test it, and we're just going to have to see because that it, we haven't really, we don't really have anything like I'm trying to think if we have any similar abilities that we could compare. Any like it's 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 a really interesting situation. There's not really a similar. There's no way to test it without like someone just has to has to test it. So yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, does it re like how is it registering the power of destroyed cards? Is it like whatever yeah. power it held, whether from ability or naturally? at the time of de you know of being destroyed or does it only count the initial power right does it take into effect like locations that were buffing cards i assume not um anyway maybe maybe after we're done recording we're both going to jump on twitch and search marvel snap null and find somebody that's streaming with null and we'll have to you know send him a donate yeah. send him a donation to, to try it out yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be that'd be cool yeah yeah, uh, overall impressions of Null. I mean, do you think this is a, a card that's going to see a lot of play? Do you think it's going to see play, um, you know, once people are doing kind of competitive scene? Or do you think it's more of a kind of a, a nuanced card that just works with one or two decks? Um, I, I think the card is very strong. I think it's, I think it's um, a very powerful six drop, even if you're just playing it as a, as a, like a stat stick and not doing anything fancy with it. I think the card it has a lot of potential in a few decks. Um, a Galactus, like I mentioned, Deadpool, and then even I think there's a ton of potential even just in like a more standard destroy list, either just like an all-out destroyer or like a death wave list. Um, and I think I think he's going to give the chance for um, some some cards to shine. Like I, I don't usually see that much Deadpool on the ladder, and I'd be super excited to see more of him. Uh, and another card um, is Sabretooth in particular, because Sabretooth you can keep destroying for free every turn. That's an extra four power each turn added onto mm. the final mole that you play. So I think he's going to enable some interesting strategies. Obviously, I think his bet the best way to use him is probably going to be in a Galactus list. I think that is that is a really challenging strategy to beat without. Um, as some kind of counter card is going to be very, very challenging if they get that Galactus down on turn five. Uh, but I think he has he has viability in multiple decks, and and we'll for sure see um, um, play competitively. Yeah. Uh, th thanks for sharing your thoughts there. Real talk. I want to hear your thoughts. Do you think Sabretooth needs to be buffed a little bit? Whether that's like higher stat line, lower cost, and lower stat line? Because I I just feel like nobody plays with Sabretooth. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I would like to see Sabretooth get a little bit of love. I, I think I think Sabretooth gained a bit of uh, momentum a little bit with Galactus. He's a, he's he's played in some Galactus list because he's just a zero four that you can put into the lane on the last turn. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's challenging because the the problem with Sabretooth is you get you get more value out of him the more times you can destroy him, and you have to get him down there. So you can get him down is on turn three. 
And so you, you, you're usually only destroying him twice maximum, and and that is like not enough value generally to be good. Like, and I've tried I've tried a, a lot of ways to make Sabretooth work. I've tried Moon Girl with Sabretooth, like, you know, get two zero cost copies of Sabretooth, which is good, but it's it's just very slow and clunky. So I'd I'd be interested to see a, a potential like cost and power reduction. I think would be interesting because I think he has to be down earlier on. He has to be like on the board sooner in order to get value out of him, right? Yep. And obviously, his power would need to go down a little bit because you you wouldn't be able to make it a two four. He's the way too strong card, so he would need to be like a two three or two two. And they they could have some issues. They don't want to like um like over like over. I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't think of the word, but like they don't want to over overlay like. Wolverine's design, right? Like, because they're very two, like somewhat similar cards, right? That they that they don't die, right? And they and they stay on the field, right? Um, they keep coming back. Um, so that you know that there's potential like like clashing in the in the design space, essentially. Um, if they make the cards like the same cost, same stat line. So, but but I I, I think Sabretooth is a really cool card, and I'll be interested to see if more people start playing him. Um, with the with the introduction of Null. Um, but I, yeah, I, I would definitely love to see some kind of uh, buff for Sabretooth. Yeah. You may call me crazy, and listeners may call me crazy, but I almost wonder if flipping the stat lines of, of Wolverine and uh, Sabretooth would benefit them both. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, not, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen that way, but I just wonder if their abilities would work better uh, reversed. Um, Wolverine with a higher stat line where he's guaranteed to kind of stay on the board, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what happens to him. And Sabretooth at a lower cost, lower power, but you can get him out earlier, destroy him more times, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that idea a lot, actually. I think I think, uh, I think think Wolverine also is a little bit a little bit more underwhelming when you discard him from hand. And I think uh, him being him being four power would would maybe make people more interested in running him in like just a standard discard deck, um, not even a destroy list. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, we all know that the designers over at Second Dinner are listening to this podcast right now. So, um, hopefully, they'll make something happen. <laughs> um, well, awesome, awesome. Uh, again, listeners, you know we're gonna keep this segment kind of going every week on the podcast. The hope is that we can break down the new card in the new location. Um, hey all I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com Marvel Snap Zone is a one stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet they have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy card breakdowns, etc they have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and deck lists for all level of players and all collection level of players. Make sure to go to marvelsnapzone.com and check it out now. But now we turn our sights to kind of the main topic of today. So I want to tell a little story. Uh, I was on Twitter uh, probably a week ago and I saw this Twitter account I hadn't seen before. Uh, you know, you can imagine uh, the can't stop snapping uh, Twitter feed is basically only Marvel Snap content. And I see this account called Snap Clash Tournaments uh, was the name of the account. And it's at Snap Tournaments. And I and they posted about, hey, you know, we know that uh, 
um, battle mode is on the horizon and uh, it's time to bring the competition to a new level. So we're starting this, you know, uh, this competitive scene with Marvel Snap in these tournaments. And so I, I responded to the thread and I said, hey, you know, I'd love to promote this on the podcast. DM me. And who DMs me but Carbon himself? Uh, so it was, uh, Carbon is behind this. And so brought him on here today to talk a little about this. And I, you know, it was kind of funny to thinking I was reaching out to a person I never talked to. And it turns out somebody that's been on the podcast multiple times. So, um, I'm going to turn it over to you, uh, Carbon for our first question, which is, you know, what is Snap Clash? What is the vision here? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, um, Snap Clash is, is a little organization that I've, that I've been working on for a couple, a couple months now. Um, and essentially I, I am intending to be the, the one-stop shop for competitive and, and tournament play for Marvel Snap. Um, so we're going to be hosting, um, daily and weekly tournaments, um, for Marvel Snap, once we get the um, new friendly matches, or I've been calling it um, battle mode. I'm not exactly sure what the mode is going to be called when we get it, um, which we're supposed to be getting uh, soon, TM, right? Um, so it, it, this is this is mainly about, it, it's just kind of a passion project of mine. I, I'm trying to, to build up the, the competitive scene for this game and and just see you know it, how, how much of an interest there is in the competitive scene and um and go from there awesome yeah no very exciting very exciting um you know i don't know exactly when you created the account it looks like on twitter you just started posting here in december but you're already up to almost five 500 followers uh, mm-hmm. you're in the yep. 400s um yeah so it seems like uh at least in the the week or two since you posted this uh seems initial support uh is high is what i'm seeing right Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've got, um, in the discord server, we have a little over, um, a little over, uh, 500 people, um, in there right now. And, uh, I, I've, I kind of reached out over the last week and I've been putting a, a team of different people together. That's going to be, um, helping, uh, run events and promote the events and, um, cast the events. We've got a bunch of people lined up to, to do casting. So, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's super exciting, and, I, and I'm really I'm really excited to see. We, we don't we don't even have the mode yet, and there's so many people that are interested in the competitive scene for this game, which is phenomenal. Yeah, well, well talk to me about a couple of the things you just said. So, um, you know, you 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 alluded a little bit. You said uh, daily and weekly tournaments. Can you give us a little bit more insight? You know, what is do you have a little bit more of kind of what that looks like? Do these daily tournaments build up to the weekly tournaments? Are they separate? Can you enter both? You know, give us give us a little bit more context. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so uh, some of, a lot of this is is just purely theoretical, right? Because we don't actually have the mode. So, it, it, a lot of it's going to need to be tested when uh, when we get the mode and just see what works. Um, but currently, I'm planning on running um, about I would say two or three daily tournaments, um, um, which will be just. Uh, they're going to be most likely smaller tournaments. It depends a little bit on the demand, like how many people are interested in playing in these because I want to keep them, you know, full, right? Um, So I'm thinking, you know, starting out like 8 to 16 to 32 players, right? In just like a straightforward, like single elimination bracket in playing like best of one games. Um, So those should just, those should not take too long. It should take about roughly about two hours. Like, as I said, we don't know enough about the mode, like to, to, 
you know, say for sure. But and then uh, eventually, I would like to implement a system. It, it probably is not going to be available right at the start, but I'd like to have a system where the um, winners or the people that at least like place the best. Um, potentially like second and third in these daily tournaments are eligible to play in the larger weekly tournament, which will be um, the same format. It'll be, uh, but it'll be a double elimination bracket. Um, so you've got a chance to, to stay in the tournament if you get, if you lose a game. Um, and so that will be a larger event and that will be a, a, a streamed event um, with casters. Wow. That sounds super fun. You got me excited. Um, these are the types yeah. of things uh you know, I think I'm good at a game, but I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna join in one of these, and I'm gonna get destroyed, and I'm gonna love every second of it. Um, so yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, thanks for that additional context. Um, uh, like you say, uh, some of these things are subject to change, but it sounds like you guys at least have kind of your basic outline template that you're hoping to use here, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, are there any big gaps or things you're just like waiting for the mode to answer the biggest questions? Like, what are the biggest questions you're hoping to answer before you can kind of uh, solidify plans for this? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's there's definitely some stuff that um, that we don't know and that has a potentially big impact on on the tournament scene. Um, one of the biggest things that a few different people have asked me um, is, um, do we know if the mode is region locked? Right, because it's a it's a big deal. I think Ben has said before in an interview that you basically send out a code and invite somebody to join right so that to me uh and the way he kind of worded it made it sound like like anyone in the world could challenge you right but if there's if there is um if there's some kind of um like restriction right like like for example if we if i have um players in in asia right that want to play against players in north america right and that can't happen then i have to kind of reevaluate well how I have to run tournaments separately right, for yeah, for those region two regions. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I, from the way it was worded in the interview, I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be getting, um, like like global like global ma uh, matchmaking for that. Well, it'll it'll it's not matchmaking, but it'll be like you can invite someone to play against you essentially. So that's one of the biggest questions that needs to get answered, obviously, because that is a has a big impact on on how things are going to run. Um. The, the other thing too is that um, we don't know for sure if the player um, so so just just to clarify a little bit more about battle mode so battle mode is going to be they've showed some gameplay on their YouTube um, channel back in I think May or June I think um, and it, it's essentially a mode it, you play against each other and the first player to get um, to 10 cubes or to deal like 10 like 10 health of damage or however they are going to um, worded in the game uh, wins that game, right? Mm -hmm. Wins that match. So um, the two that we don't know is um, do, you do you do you are you do you lock in a deck mm -hmm. for that um, that full like up to the ten cubes? I, I'm not sure how how that works. We also don't know if there's any like if and if if there's any like settings in the in the tournament uh, client, right? Um, so, for example, like, can you set it to the first player to hit 15 cubes, right, instead of 10? Like, we don't know. We don't know if that's an option. Um, we also don't know if there's any kind of um, spectator mode um, in this, which which spectator mode would make it much easier to 
Um, stream tournaments obviously doesn't have a, it does not have an effect on the daily tournaments because I, I'm not planning on streaming those. But um, otherwise, that means that means we're going to have to do um, we're going to have to you know get either people in the Discord or through another program to get them to share their screen in order to get gameplay to show on the on the live stream for the tournament. Right. So so there there are definitely some questions that need to be answered, and it, it, a lot of it is um, a lot of it is. Uh, like subject to change and 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 so but we're i'm keeping an open mind and I'm, I'm ready to work with the the mode that we get great no uh i'll, I'll dig into a couple of things you said agree i i i agree with you with what ben brode said previously with being able to send a code to like join a match with somebody that sounds very like not region locked to me obviously we don't know but that 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 that's kind of screams to me like you can play with anybody right yeah, I think his exact wording was something. It was something along the lines of like you can send out a, a challenge to anybody in the world. Like he said, world like the word specifically. So I'm really leaning, really, really hoping that there's no region lock because I would love to get uh, as many people as involved from like regardless of your of your region involved in the uh, Marvel Snap tournament scene. Right? I think I think there's there's so much potential there. So if you know, I I, I think it should be um, not region locked, which is good. Yeah. Two other thoughts. Uh, one, um, you know, I work in software in my daily job and, and uh, you know, so I kind of look at what Second Dinner does as part of their development process and kind of look at it from that angle. And, mm -hmm. you know, they are very iterative, right? They don't usually kind of push, like they're not going to take six months and build one thing. They're going to, you know, release part of it after two months and then another part after two months kind of has been their style, right? tweaking mm -hmm. and tuning, which I really like, right? Because we get things faster, even though they maybe don't have all the features that. So I'm assuming, this is my guess, obviously I don't have any mm -hmm. inside information. I'm guessing spectator mode will not be there at launch is my guess, but yep. I'm sure mm -hmm. it will be added, right? Uh, in an yeah. update to it, maybe, you know, a month later or two months later after the initial release, just so they can focus on making sure the, the actual matches work and that all works great. And, and that's a bug free experience. And then they can go add on top of that and, uh, you know, uh, make that spectator mode uh, accessible for people. That's my guess. Um, and my last thought is, uh, I think the biggest question that I have, uh, one of the ones you mentioned is, yeah, do you lock in a deck? Can you bring three decks? Can you sh uh, shuffle between any deck that you've made previously, right? Um, mm -hmm. That idea, because... I think it could be not as fun if you just, you know, you picked a random deck, you, you know, your opponent picked a random deck and you happen to have just the bad end. Your deck does not match up against their deck well. And then you're locked into, you know, two, three, four matches playing that same matchup. That could feel really bad. Um, now, that being said, I think deck building mentality is definitely going to shift when you're playing competitively and you know you're going to be playing against the same person for multiple matches, right? Um, yeah. That has not been the case thus far. Uh, in Marvel Snap, and so people are maybe going to build decks that are a little more versatile. Maybe they're not, you know, the, they don't play into just one play style. They can kind of play two or three different ways, right? And people are going to focus on that kind of deck building. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can talk a little bit more about the the specific, um, uh, like not restrictions, but like how the actual format is is going to work. Like. Um, like I said, um, a bunch of this day one and day two, I'm going to be getting this part of the reason I wanted to announce this community so early is to get a bunch of people and just test a bunch of different formats and styles of stuff and see what works. Um, format that I 
I'm most in favor of that I want to push is going to be a um, like a closed deck list format, which means a, a closed deck list means you don't get to see your opponent's deck um, before the match, right? Um, uh, uh, some games like uh, like Hearthstone, as an example, uh, run open deck list tournaments um, where they you get to see your opponent's entire um, list like the, of cards that they have in their deck before the match starts. And I just don't think that that's going to work in Snap for for a couple reasons. I think a lot of the strategy and a lot of the depth in the tournament mode is going to come from recognizing what exact twelve cards your opponent is playing. And um, potentially even doing stuff like uh, like withholding a key card um, for multiple games, so you can uh, use it to um, to get a win off of your opponent later in the in the match, right? Um, so, for example, like if you have a Shang Chi and you you purposefully lose like a two cube game, so you can use him later to win an eight cube game. I think there's so much depth there as well, and I think close a closed deck list format is also going to allow. Um, players to bring um, like unconventional decks, right? Um, because a lot, a lot of times it, it, you can you can bring a deck that has like a lower um, power output, right? Like there's like there's and you can bring something that's a bit more a bit more wacky, a bit more creative, right? And I, I just want to see, I want to I want to bring a format that that encourages players to get creative with with what they're bringing to tournaments and not just to be. Um, defaulting to one of the top three ladder decks or something like that, right? So I think um, that is gonna is gonna make uh, allow for a lot of um, a lot of interesting play in tournaments. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love what you said. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have those players. the The big brain plays in my mind are you bring an enchantress or a shang chi or an arrow or something that's really disruptive, and you don't mm -hmm. play it in the first match, right? And mm -hmm. so you're going to be able to sneak those cubes away from your opponent by maybe holding off a game or two and then coming with the big win in game three, for example, right? Because they're, they're thinking, Oh, I've got this deck figured out. I know. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But secretly you have the arrow you've been saving the whole game and you're going to throw them off at the very last second. Right. Um, very exciting. Right. Uh, just yeah. The mm -hmm. thought of uh, seeing this different play. Right. Um, Cause you know, uh, there's a lot of great content being created for Marvel Snap out there today, uh, but we've kind of seen, you know, there's only so many styles you can do where it's everybody's playing only ladder. I mean, that's the only mode we have, right? Yeah. Um, so, and you're playing against random people, and you're playing against bots, and and all this, right? So this really will open up just this whole new way of playing, deck building, bluffing, snapping. I mean, uh, really brings another level of nuance chaos whatever you want to call it uh to the marvel snap world which i think is awesome yeah absolutely yeah it, i i i am excited for the for the tournament scene to develop for this game um i i think it's going to be so much different than the than the meta for the um the ladder currently and, I, and i'm very interested to see you know what people come up with yeah well, well, let's turn. I mean, we've talked a little bit about this, but uh, give us a little more context here. What is the best way people can get involved now? They'll be able to get involved once this is up and running. You know, what's the best way people can uh, make sure they're informed and they're getting involved in the conversations that are happening now before this is a thing? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the number one place to be if you're interested in in Snap Clash and just the competitive tournament scene as a whole is going to be the Discord. Um, it, it, it's it's growing every day, and um, I'll tell you right now that the the daily tournaments are going to be run um, using a Discord bot. So um, you'll be able to to enter tournaments and and see your bracket and get into your matches 100% completely through Discord, um, which is going to be awesome because like potentially even someone on their on their phone could could open Discord, you know, get in their match and play a tournament on their phone, which is so cool. Um, and then, um, so yeah, if you, yeah, um, yeah, the, the discord for snap clash is the number one place. Um, there might be a link to it in the, in the description of this podcast, or, um, you can always check out, um, at snap tournaments on, on Twitter. And there's, there's a, um, there's the link is for the discord is there as well. Yeah, there definitely will be a link below in the description of this podcast. So make sure to check that out. If you're listening to the podcast, whether that's on Spotify, Apple podcasts, YouTube, wherever, you should be able to find the link below in the description. Um, very exciting. I, I am very excited for this. I'm very excited. What you just said, right? Being able to kind of go on Discord, sign up for uh, a daily tournament, play on your phone. You're basically telling me that I don't have to work at work anymore, right? I can just uh, yeah. <laughs> I can just whip out Discord, whip out Marvel Snap, and I can get distracted all day uh, playing in tournaments, trying to get my you know, push my luck and try to make it into one of those big weekly tournaments, uh, which I think is super fun. Um, uh, but before we go, any, any closing thoughts, anything you feel like we didn't cover anything you just want to give a shout out about this effort, about this, uh, you know, this scene that you want people to know about or get excited about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, I, I've been working on this for a little while. This is kind of, this is kind of, um, been cooking in the, in the background for a bit. And, and I am, I'm just I'm very excited to be this is one of the best um, communities for any game that I've ever had a chance to be a part of and I am super excited to be working um, with a ton of different people I've already I, I put out a kind of like a questionnaire the other day in in the snap clash discord and I'm and I've kind of built up like a uh, a team of different people that's going to be helping out in different capacities and it's it's super cool to see people from different games even names that I like recognize from other games are 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 joining in and are going to be helping out um, casting or organizing stuff, um, promoting the um, the tournaments, and I'm 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 so excited that this has taken off in 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 the way in the way that it has, and I'm looking forward to providing the the best possible quality um, tournament play for this game. Awesome. Well, Carbon, very grateful to have you here. Very excited. I hope everybody listening feels the excitement we have, and I hope that that excitement is contagious and you you catch the the excitement about tournaments make sure to join the discord uh like you said it's growing there's hundreds of people that have already joined in the in the last couple weeks and so make sure you're in there you're part of the conversation and you can follow along as as this story develops and as as these tournaments start hopefully in uh i guess we didn't quite cover this we don't really know when this feature is coming uh but i think our best guess you know let me know if you just, if you've heard differently but i think we're thinking uh, January at this point is what it sounds like. Yeah, it, it sounds like they, from from comments made in the Discord by Ben, it sounded like that they were going to try and push it out this month. Um, but I think with the upcoming Christmas season and just um, kind of like a little bit of the lack of news, I, I'm, I'm looking at like early to mid-January is, ho- is when I'm hoping to get the mode. So. Yep. yep. So that's our best guess right now. Don't hold us to it, but we, we hope to see, uh, you know, four or so weeks from now, we hope to be uh, playing in tournaments so very excited for this uh 
as Carver mentioned, make sure to follow also on Twitter at uh, uh, I just had it and then I lost it at Snap Tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, shout out to make sure you go follow the podcast on Twitter at can't underscore stop underscore snap so you uh, can catch every new episode every week. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, we ask that you follow and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We release these weekly on Thursday, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, Carbon, thank you for being here. And uh, as always, it's been a great pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me back on, uh, Michael. It's, it's you know, I, I love this podcast and I'm super excited to be able to share this with you all. Yeah, thank you again. And listeners, thank you for listening. We will catch you in the next episode. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening. Thank you.